Hello, Mark. Hey there. How's it hey. going? Pretty good. Welcome to a new episode of your podcast, Reactor. Yes, and now it actually exists on Pinecast, and oh, it does. the first episode is edited, although anyone listening will already know how to find it. So that edits it, so that it's edited and it's out? Uh, it's not published. I've just put oh. it in, in Dropbox, but I've got, got, the, uh, I've got the show created on Pinecast. Cool. So, so in, Drop, in Dropbox, you put it in... Just uh, in episode one, Assets... Oh, oh, it's uploading it. still. React, oh, I called it reactor-pod-1. Okay, cool. And you already edited the sound. So basically this this is just clipping out some minor things where okay. uh, I was slow to get uh, the, our backup <laughs> sound set up. And you had to mm-hmm. look for some stuff. Just that kind of dead time. So Nice. Well, so how how you been getting on? How's your uh, running going? I knew you were going to ask that. So I, <laughs> I went out and exercised today. <laughs> Made it three times this week. Okay. So it's it's not quite what I intended, but better than two times last week. Okay. So um, another strange discovery I've made is, uh, so I, I've, uh, you know, I had messed up wrists for a long time. They've gotten better. So I've been using the computer more and I've been getting yeah. this like tennis elbow, like pain and the, the inner tendon along the inner side of my, my elbow. And I've uh, I've been doing these body weight exercises in the park, just like dips and pull ups. Although I can't do many pull ups, so I'm doing like basically like uh, almost vertical or almost horizontal, hanging on to the bars of the dip station, and then just mm. doing like uh, pseudo pull ups. They're they're like modified pull ups, and the elbow hasn't been bugging me this week. Huh? It's like doing something radically different than sitting at the same desk in the same posture typing the same way has uh, has been a plus cool yeah i mean um for me i've told you i'm tracking my blood sugar and um yeah yeah but um so i'll show you the um did i show you this last time no but yeah you mentioned so you just it. you just get to see this chart and i i've not been doing well um i've i'm supposed to be at 150 or lower generally speaking and i've been mm-hmm. between 250 and 300 so it's been quite, it's been quite difficult. So I'm just, I'm just experimenting with different things and different food types just to see what kicks it off. But it's even got to the point where it's just randomly going up on its own. So I think yeah. the, me- I think the big difference is when I first put it on, I was doing better. But I think the big difference is I'm just doing no exercise whatsoever now. Um, yeah. Because I've got a big push for the 20th, which is tomorrow, and um, yeah, I've just been working so hard. There's just been no time for for self care. You reminded me of one other thing I did this week. So oh, I, I okay. did a a twenty four hour fast. Yes, and that I'm, is supposed to be that. like the big guns when dealing with blood sugar issues. Okay, I will try so, that. At least from what I read, it's it's kind of hard, but I don't know if it's any harder than just being super on top of everything all the time. All right, I'll commit to doing one twenty uh, four hour fast before the next show. Nice. Okay. Deal. Look forward to hearing about it. All right. <laughs> yeah, so, um, well, we've got a little bit of a show structure here. Um, um, yeah. So, basically, greeting, <laughs> quick progress update, uh, discuss a mental model, which you which you are always going to be bringing to the table. I, I should mention it's that. It's always me. Okay, okay. Can I steal uh, yours this time? Yeah, go for it. All right, I'm going to uh, do that. So, discuss a mental model, which is um, Mark to bring. Um, discuss some interesting blog posts that we've read, 
because I th- I enjoyed talking about that fame one last time. I thought that was cool, and um, maybe a deep dive or a brainstorm into what we're working on. And I do have some stuff to brainstorm uh, with you today, so that would be co- cool. Excellent, and yeah. So side projects. Yeah, this is first? like just a quick yeah. So basically, right now I'm really interested in the process of uh, developing task flow, getting it in front of some eyes. Um, pushing it to beta list and seeing what kind of sign up I can create. But before I do that, I need to fully think through what it is myself. And that's what I want to brainstorm with you today. <laughs> some of the some of the features that I think will be kind of good and interesting um, to then uh, put together a landing page and test those with the community. So even though even though it sort of feels like I'll be brainstorming and creating the real product, that's actually not what's happening. I'll just be brainstorming and creating the best product that I can think of, uh, brainstorming with you and talking to a few other people, uh, potential customers and friends. And then I'll be making a landing page and putting it on beta list. And then I'll be getting signups and then I'll be bringing those people into Slack and then I'll be talking to those people. And then I might be completely deleting half of the stuff that I thought was good. But still, you got to start somewhere. Process to see. Yeah, because you've done this, right? You've done this kind of process a lot of times, and you know, yes. gotten people. So I want to, I want to yeah. see that because uh, for me, getting the first you know hundred or two hundred followers was really hard, like way harder than the the later ones. Yeah. So oh, well, yeah. Well, I'll show you. So we'll we'll go through it and we'll see. Just sort cool. of yeah. Um. So that's 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 sort of where I'm at with that. Uh. With with my day jobs. Um. This crunch time ends tomorrow. I hope. Well, except for the fact that they're doing a big launch um, and I suppose more people will be using the product. So maybe something will go wrong. Uh, Are they launching I, on Friday night? Uh, no, they're launching okay. tomorrow. <laughs> okay, nice. But it wouldn't matter on Friday night. I mean, what does a weekend mean when you work, when you remote work at home anyway? It's like, oh, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's, that's pretty much where I'm at. All right. Let's see. I, I think I had uh, four goals, or at least a list of four priorities last time. Uh, the first one was helping out on that other project that I mentioned mm. briefly, uh, where uh, my friend was working on it before. I got a fair amount done on that. Then my second goal was uh, working on the site for this podcast. And I'm also uh, I'm also turning the process of, of making that site into screencasts for Alchemist Camp. Mm. I got just about everything needed for an MVP done. Like it's, it, the code is basically there. Uh, I've made two podcast or two screencasts out of that so far. And there's enough material for at least two more. So, um, that's, that was a pretty good week for me. I got, uh, two new screencasts published and I have like a backlog of material to create, uh, into screencasts. Um, do you have any, number, any yeah. product to, sh- to show us? To screen share or is it not ready yet? Um, I could. It's it's not. I sure. Yeah. What, what the heck? I already did a brief demo of it on Alchemist Camp, but there are probably different people watching. Are you? Um, you need to take over the screen share. Yeah. Or a l- little bit of lag. Uh, this is going to be a pain. I'm not going to. I'm not going to show it right now. Okay. Gotta, no worries. I think I added something to my master branch, but I've already put up a video on uh, Alchemist okay. Camp. It was like a, That's fine. a Phoenix Live View preview, and 
basically it's just got the the user part minus the auth set up and you can see uh, uh you can like open up two browser tabs and edit a user and see it like update in real time on the other or delete it and it'll disappear from the index nice nice if you're uh doing a form with validations you'll you'll get feedback right away without having to to submit anything and and if it's something where you do have to submit because it has to at least try to put it in the database then uh, it won't be a full page load. It'll just do it over WebSockets. So, I've realized we should, we should probably write down the goals that we set for the next mm-hmm. week in that in that text doc because I've actually forgotten what the goals were that I set last week. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I've got I've got two more. Yeah. So let me let me just go through really quickly. Ah, mosquito. Yeah. Um, so uh, goal number three or priority number three was. Because Jeffrey Way's uh, VI or Vim series was so good on Laracast, mm, yeah. I was like, "All right, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna go through his Git series," and that was not as amazing for me. Like it was pretty much all stuff I already knew. Ah. I, I think it was just aimed more at beginners, whereas the Vim one is sort of aimed at beginners, but he went faster and it was like, you know, a lot of interesting stuff. Even though I've been using VI for a decade. So, uh, finished that series, and then the the fourth thing was to, I believe it was to look at the uh, analytics project I'm working on, mm. and I didn't do that at all. Oh. But it's got to be a big priority this coming week, because my my bigger goal was to get that first version of it launched by March 1st. The epic. That's, uh, I guess it's epic. That's, that was the year goal. One of the year goals was... Okay launch that project number two by march 1st okay so yeah that's uh that's basically where i am cool i'm gonna, well, I'm gonna grab my my notebook i've got a few things in it including your mental model i want to steal so oh okay go on, then. all right you ready i am ready to hear my mental model <laughs> not yet uh before that oh, okay. oh. i uh, i misremembered priority number four priority oh. number four was write my welcome email course Oh. Like finish writing those, and that I actually made good progress on because oh, good. I've good. been you know I've been manually mailing out people uh, that that request an intro course, and about one in four replies. Though they'll like take the challenge I give them and send me back some code, and then I send them another one. So I've gotten through basically all the emails that I need for the whole course, except for the beginner email for people who don't know any other programming language. Because those are really, really rare. I've only had one person like that come in that's completed a challenge, and they've only done one. I see. Yeah. So I'm gonna put those into ConvertKit and fully automate it, so I don't have to uh, manually copy paste them and send them out to people. Um, all right, your mental model. <laughs> your mental model was small bricks, mm. and I called this bricks versus giant slabs. So if you're building, uh, say you're building a cathedral or you're building um, Stonehenge or something, you can use giant, maybe not a cathedral, but you're building Stonehenge, you can use giant slabs of material. That's kind of what working with WordPress is like. That's what working with somebody else's library that wasn't built for what you're doing is like. I like it. Small bricks can be used to build a giant castle or a cathedral or, you know, ornate house. But because they're smaller bricks, you have a lot more flexibility. 
And it's, it is more work to come up with how to use them initially. But once you have certain patterns, uh, you can just say, well, we want this entire gigantic wall to be made of these small bricks in this pattern. And it's not that much more work than having a giant slab. I like this. I like the way that you, you've used Stonehenge uh, for the giant slab because Stonehenge itself is complete. It's a complete product with giant slabs. Yeah. So it's a super simple product. It's complete and it's made of giant slabs. And a castle is a very complicated product that's complete and it's made of small, smaller bricks or stones. I like it. I like it. Yeah. So that's. And it, uh... it, but, but it would be a lot harder to build. And this is this is kind of a, a good thing. It would be a lot harder to build a, a, a giant castle. Sorry, a, a castle with those giant slabs. I mean, it would be super difficult. Oh yeah, well, it'd feel like you were going really fast, and then eventually you'd be like, "Oh wait, no, we need a different one that's a little bit different shape." And then we've got to go to the plug-in store and see if they have a slab that's like this. And then, but it's know, the, just... that's a kind of great analogy. It's it's something that like all developers ultimately face. It's like, okay, am I going to build this from scratch? so that I can get exactly what I want, or am I going to build it based on libraries? And then it's really easy to get 80%, but the last 20% takes so long. Yeah, um, I, I really feel for my, my buddy Liam of the uh, Create, Your, or Create Your World podcast. He's a uh, like really bright guy, like good at language learning, but mostly non-technical. And he's building a new project, and he's basically just been just churning over like which WordPress plugin do I need? Which theme do I need? Which, which things will support all the features I need for my site? What if later I want to add like some social features to it? Like how do I avoid backing myself into a corner? I've seen a, a few people painful. start out that way and then they just end up programming WordPress. You know how you program WordPress through arrays? You know, I don't know if you've ever uh, done vaguely. I Yeah, I but they just end up customizing lot, WordPress. Yeah. <laughs> and it's post- difficult. Post-programmer, I haven't done much with WordPress. Um, yeah, I, I have a feeling like he's just going to end up learning how to program over time, whether if he wants to or not, because he's yeah. just going to get so sick of being dependent on you know oh, various yeah. plugins. And a lot of them are expensive. Like he's he's spending way more getting his site set up than, than I have on anything in, in a long time. Hmm. Um, oh, because he's buying the plugins. Yeah. Because, well, in premium, yeah, premium themes and plugins services to connect them so i mean there's no doubt doubt about it that learning to code is like a like a step function for for what you can do yeah online i I think it's also just not i mean it it seems like this gigantic undertaking uh Mm -hmm. because people are seeing it like an all or nothing just going from like you know non-technical to technical whereas uh you know, you can actually learn a little bit and then get a lot out of it, then learn a bit more and then a bit mm-hmm. more. Yeah, that's cool. Smaller bricks. Smaller bricks. Did I tell you that I, did, You prob- maybe you heard it on the other podcast, but I had written the abstraction layer for WordPress, the database abstraction layer. I vaguely remember something about mm. that. Yeah, that's the, so it's like the, it's the way that you communicate with the database. Um, but they, they sort of replaced it, I mean, a long time ago, but left all of the, I suppose, um, the you published of, it. No, no. WordPress itself yeah. is is run on a database abstraction library called EasySQL. And you wrote that. Yeah. I thought you were okay. So I thought you were just using it yourself. I didn't realize that you'd. No, no. You'd like every WordPress installation, every WordPress installation on the planet is using that library. Wow. 
that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, but except that at, at some point they 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 changed the guts of the library to to their own uh, version, but they left all of the interfaces. So if you go to the WordPress page about database, it says this is based on Easy SQL, mm. basically. Yeah. So, so it's it's all your fault. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Um, <laughs> but it's it's quite interesting to think. You know, you talk about like we talk about like surface area. Like mm-hmm. it's interesting to have some facet of some some work that you've done on all the web, essentially. <laughs> well, not all the web, but like you know, a huge percentage, like twenty five percent of sites of WordPress or something like it, that. That is that is a crazy amount. The closest <laughs> I had to that was. I contributed a test to uh, underscore JS. <laughs> the, uh, That's awesome. The test for reduce was broken initially. It would, it would basically it only checked to make sure it worked with addition, but you could have like any other kind of uh, function be broken and it would be fine. Yeah, well, I mean, my WordPress claim to fame isn't that great because like there is no. It's only just a. A sort of notional concept, <laughs> mm. you know, because they're just using the same interface calls that I designed. There's, there's none of the actual code, but still, it's it's kind of interesting. But um, so, do you have any? Did you have any uh, interesting blog posts to discuss? Hmm. Wow, we're super. Prepared. I'm not sure. If, yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure that I did see anything that really, really piqued my my curiosity. Uh, there was a little, there was kind of an interesting podcast though. Uh, you know, um, well, you interviewed Jason Kalkanis before. Mm-hmm, so he's yeah. got that This Week in Startups podcast mm-hmm. and DHH went on it and he was talking about a lot of stuff, a lot of, a lot of political things like failings with the U.S. systems in general. But one part that was particularly interesting to me was he was talking about Lambda School, which is like an online code camp. Mm. And I previously went to a coding boot camp called Hack yeah. Reactor. Yeah. I had a fantastic experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to, I knew literally like all the first hundred students who went through it. I knew like everyone in the first, I think, eight classes at least. Mm-hmm. And overwhelmingly, they had great experiences. There were a couple students who decided fairly quickly to drop out. Yeah, uh, and I don't think I mean the school could have kept their money, but I, as far as I know, they gave it back every single time. Uh-huh. And the and so uh, what were they saying about the lambda stuff? So DHH was basically he was saying it was uh, very parasitical and like you could not find some because he's Dutch, I believe, and I think he went to college for free, and not only that, but got a stipend on top of it because he, he was talking about the stipend system. Um, in any case, Dutch students now can. And he was saying you could not find someone in Europe who's willing to pay $30,000 for a nine-month online, like, remote boot camp. That makes sense. Especially if they don't have the $30,000. And, and like, that <laughs> that seems really compelling to me. Uh, and, I, and I understand, like, the promise of it is... What, it seems compelling to you to, to, to get by that course? Hack Reactor was an amazing deal for me. So I, that was 18000 for three months. Online, but or? no, no, no. It was, it was in person, and it was yeah. it was very intense. It was in person, like yeah. twelve hours a day, six days a week, and and I was there more than twelve hours a day because they didn't really kick us out until midnight. So it was, yeah, it, it was a great learning experience for me. 
The school had no reputation at all when I went through it, but just the change in hard skills was enough that, uh, you know, like when I first went in, I, I was struggling to even get interviews. And then by the time I got out, I had three offers and a whole bunch of others in the pike, including Google. Mm, uh, they were really wow. slow, though, and I ended up going to Groupon. Mm. And, you know, I, I think it's it was easily worth it. And, and even given the choice of staying for, like, if I could have stayed for four years and paid the same amount, I still prefer having done it in three months. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, worst case scenario, you, uh, well, actually, it's, it's just better. You just learn you learn a lot in a small amount of time. And even if it's not as much as you would learn in four years, which it's not really, it's still more intense than you'd think for three months. I would love a model where you go for like three months, you work for a year and a half, then you uh, maybe do one on machine learning or one on you know, so some other thing you're into. Was your main months. takeaway that this was kind of ridiculous that it was nine months, 30,000 online? Well, my, no, my take, my takeaway was this is a different perspective. It's really, it's really interesting uh, seeing how you know how bad he thought it was, but he but he was also saying like their uh, their course completion rate wasn't as good, and also that I I guess the uh, the income sharing agreements that they make with the students they turn around and sell to banks or to some other financial organizations. <laughs> so the students like if their students aren't happy, they can't actually go to the school and say, hey, this didn't do what you promised. I want a refund. They have to go to like the new owners of their their future earnings. So it did seem kind of bad, but I, but I think yeah, maybe maybe it just like costs more, and it's it's also remote, so it feels like it should have been cheaper. But it, it was an interesting perspective, and and Jason was very much on the side of you know if people want to do this, why shouldn't they? Mm -hmm. Right. So yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm generally pretty much against uh, the idea that everyone should get a four year degree. <laughs> um, that you have to have a certain kind of credential. I, I don't think it's the fastest way to learn. I don't think it's also, I think just economically, it's pretty stupid to have everyone go to like these uh, industrial scale collegiate programs where every year you have millions of people emerging with basically the same skill set. I mean, just by supply and demand, if there's that big of a supply, the prices will go down. So like you're hurting people's earnings by you know having too much of a cookie cutter, everyone has the same skills approach. So yes. I, I'd like to see like more diversity of lots of things. But but if it's something where there's like a really hard sell, and you're saying, hey, we're gonna like you know triple your your earnings, and then you're stuck, you're on the line for like thirty k, and you can't get a job. Like, well, yeah, I'm definitely um, in agreement with that. Education is very interesting thing and the whole the whole bubble you know like having to spend so much money i mean for me personally i i didn't do that like i was out of school by 16 and uh, yeah and you, you have know, a silicon valley uh, coding career. coding well i wouldn't say silicon valley but it's it's well, sort of it's california sort of, california it's a, it's a whole it's a whole um, state now but it's 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 i think it's I, that's what i love about coding is it, it really can be um an apprenticeship an apprenticeship path you know it's just yeah. just sort of do it and, and you can just get straight in there and do it and start building stuff and and it's so easy it's way easier now than when i started you know do, do you um, think it's easier to get in now i think it's easier to like so when i started and built the very first thing i ever built which was the virtual irish pub and learned c on the fly 
to build a CGI, you know, and there was like pretty much no resources to like teach you how to do that other than books that you had to go to the library. And they didn't say anything about, you know, building a chat room. Like (laughs) that was tough. But now I think, um, I think you, you can just, everything's a Google away. So you can just really, it's much easier to start, you know, Mm. which, which obviously commoditizes it and means that, um, it's harder to build the deep, the, the true value. Um, mm-hmm. So that's, I think that's where the time comes in. So um, the, the the code camps are interesting um, because, you know, like you describe, you're there for three months and then you can sort of get the 80%. Well, I wouldn't say the 80%, get the, get the 20%. <laughs> you can get the 20%, but then, you know, the other 80% does kind of take, you know, five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. Like once you've been coding for 20 years, you have a very different uh, concept on coding and think, building stuff yeah, <laughs> than I, I, I you did when you were five years into well, it. Well, I, I think that's true. But I, but I think in order to get what a, a typical CS student gets, it's a really different comparison. Because I, mm, I would say in yeah. general, people coming out of code camps have had – they've done more pair programming. They've had more time where, oh, where that, like no, it's, an it's, actual professional has super been successful. looking yeah. at their code and giving them help while they're working on stuff. They have a lot less math. They have a lot less. Uh, uh, they let's do a fair say, amount of algorithm related work, but they have, you know, they don't have like a compiler class. They don't do OS. They don't do Autonoma. But you can do all that stuff on Coursera, right? Like after I got a job at, at Groupon, the first thing I did was started checking out Coursera courses. I think the places where where someone who comes out of a three like a course like that, the the places where they're just just going to need time. I mean. They're just going to need years, in my opinion, like two, three, four, five years is just understanding the uh, the big picture architecture, you know, services like the full stack. Like you've got to go through that a few a few times before you kind of get it or make good decisions. And even frameworks like if you if you only ever use if you never write a framework, that's a problem, in my opinion. Mm. You know, yeah. like it's not until you write a framework that you cut like I feel like that is a like a, a rite of passage you kind of need to write some kind of framework or other to um to understand frameworks <laughs> yeah, <laughs> otherwise you're just kind of using stuff but but by the same t- same token um when i think about it in terms of games development it would be kind of impossible to build because there's so many lower levels that are built like the engines the 3d engines like to go back and build a 3d engine and bu- and know how to build everything from the ground up would be super difficult in that environment a so corollary though is i yeah I, at least my experience the game developers i've worked with have just been better than everyone else like interesting like they were actually like they were working harder and making less money because mm. they loved it and they were like yeah. super into it and they yeah. like every single game dev i worked with uh, who had like later been like, oh, like screw this really abusive industry. I'm going to go to uh, to <laughs> one where they actually like let me have vacations and don't fire us between projects and rehire us and that kind of thing. Yeah, they 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 all had crazy coding chops and well, solved like a wide variety of problems too compared to uh, like most web developers. So here's a, a few things that I I'm just looking at my upvoted um, on Hacker News. So here's a few things uh, we can just quickly talk about and then let's go, let's do some uh, brainstorming. But um, I don't know if any of these um, appeal to you, but I'll just quickly tell you a couple. Of, so the brown, brown color is weird. I thought this was really cool that basically 
Um, I don't know if we can have a discussion about this, but I'm just going to tell you why I thought it was cool. Um, brown doesn't exist. Like, as, a, as, a, as an actual color, it doesn't exist. So the, the way that brown exists is it's orange that's dark, and then in the context of having light things around it, and our brains convert that into a, a different concept called brown. But there's yeah, no real this, thing. Is this because our, our cone cells and our eyes only respond to three different frequencies? I, okay, instead now, of the that's, whole spectrum? That's above my pay grade. I don't know about okay. that. Well, I, I'm I saying because <laughs> I, I think like the whole idea of like mixing red, green, blue in a monitor, yeah. yeah, like that's a hack that works with humans because of how we perceive color. Okay, but if you show that to like a parrot who can also perceive ultraviolet, like it's going to look wrong. Interesting. And if if you you know show the same kind of image to like a a, a mantis which has like sixteen different uh, uh, wavelengths that they can perceive, mm-hmm. then it's just a ridiculous imitation. So, so I think, I mean, I could be wrong because I haven't, I haven't even watched this thing, but, but I think this brown thing, it's, it, it's stemming from us only being able to take like three data points. Hmm. Be like how, how much intensity or how much, yeah, how much light is at this intense, is this uh, wavelength? How much at this one? How much at this one? And then our brain just kind of. Um, it's cool. But, and, and we even do that. that in the real world, right? Like, so it's yeah. not just on the monitors. I mean, we make up brown. Like it's orange. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> which is which is crazy because like I don't know. Uh, my house is like filled with brown right now, and it's like a huge part of my life, and I, it's I, not really real. <laughs> I think it's like if you uh, if you close your eye, so you have no like depth perception, yeah. and you just see a photograph that looks like the real world, but it's not. It's just a oh, photograph. interesting. I haven't tried that test. I haven't tried that test. So, and and the the way to prove the brown point is to um, get a black piece of paper with a small hole, and then put something in front of it, you know, on something brown, and then it will look orange in the context of black. It will look like dark orange. Quick side tangent on this: You remember that dress? No, what dress? That dress. It's just like it's just like quote that dress. Uh, nope. there, there was this huge thing that broke Reddit for a few days or weeks in <laughs> 2015, I think. Is yeah. It was like, what color is this dress? Is this dress blue and black or is it white and gold? And people are pretty much evenly split on which one they think it is. I saw it and I was like, this is obviously white and gold. Mm-hmm. And then a few weeks later, even my perception had flipped and I, I couldn't see it white and gold again. <laughs> Yeah, I've I've seen things like that, you know, like do you see the picture A or picture B kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I should put that in the links. Um, so what do you think? Mind mind if we have a yeah, brainstorm with Taskflow? So with Taskflow, I I want to deal with the issue of um, I'm just sort of thinking like the 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 issues that I have are the big ass text file. It's difficult to track what's going on, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, and it's difficult to, to sort of choose, and so one, so it sort of has uses these different um, so strategies to help pick the best thing. Uh, where was that uh, mock-up? It's weird how Zoom does it puts the, puts the pictures of you and me there, so I have to move around them. Okay, you so. can drag those around. Yeah, but then then it doesn't look like I'm looking at you. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So um, I was just thinking about you know I'm I'm only just. To, this is not even remotely what the design is going to be, but I just wanted something to to sort of begin to to think about it. So I wanted like this idea of um, so 
it's 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 bringing everything down to just one place. So this is what I'm working on right now, um, and this is essentially like a big ass text file here. So you you've got a text file to work with because I find that really useful mm -hmm. to be able to just have like a text editor open. And then this is sort of in my sites. It's the next sort of to do. It's like your to do on a Kanban kind of thing. And then um, bringing bringing the things into that. So obviously you'd click that and you'd have a list of of you know three or four the things that you were just about to do. And then uh, this this by strategy is basically the way that it would rank the tasks because I want to be able to throw hundreds, if not well maybe not thousands, but hundreds of tasks in here because at any one time in life you know I've I have a crap load of stuff to do like take the take the trash out do the laundry build a life-changing product all those different things so i want uh, to be able to like flip through different strategies about how to pick those those things as we discussed last time um so structured procrastination for example would bring your two most painful things uh into the list and the idea is is that because the top one is so painful you would do the second one because it's slightly less painful I remember, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so then another thing I was thinking about was... Um, well, before we go on too far from that, would you be sorting different tasks by strategy? So you you'd, yeah. you assign one strategy to each task, basically. Well, no, you no. what I would be, what I would be doing is, um, and I don't have this mocked up, but basically there would be a quick way whenever, when you submitted a task, you could basically very quickly say, this is painful. This has a big life impact. This has, you know, so you could give it these different vectors. So then the the strategies would just look at the different vectors and rank things based on the vectors. So, so for example, if stuff um, was, you know, if you click structured procrastination, it would select stuff that you haven't done that is due pretty quickly that is painful. Gotcha. Makes sense? Yeah. Interesting. So, 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 so there's always there's always like um, a smorgasbord of stuff in there, and every task has different. Um, attributes associated with it how painful is it how quickly does it need to be done how much can it impact your life how much do you not want to do it you know all those all those things and then these different strategies make a difference so, so for example if it's a coding task the system would kind of know that and you know in frame of mind maybe you're in the right mind to do coding because you'd be able to configure this system the way that you want so let's say you were a writer yeah. does, does that make sense yeah yeah i was just thinking it would be super customized super personalized yeah completely personalized exactly completely personalized so for example something small you know you click on that it's going to bring up the things that sort of timely but also super small you know how it's nice to check off a couple of really small things and then get onto a big thing so that you at least feel like you've done something <laughs> yeah yeah and, and actually for me the the biggest thing i get out of any kind of task management system at all uh, isn't getting the big stuff done for me the biggest benefit i get is that when i do have say like 20 minutes i can see like okay what's a little thing i can do right now instead of right. spending the 20 minutes thinking like hmm, what should i do next right okay so so then you'd click on something small and it's going to pick it but it'll yeah. and it'll sort of rank it by um smallness but also you know how how fast you need to get it done you know um, and then time bomb would just be like, okay, this is this is this really has to get done. This is super important. But you, I, like, you would be able to customize this any way you want. So I've, I, I'm hinting at that with relationship building here. You know, so what what tasks are going to help your friendships? You know, and then mm -hmm. maybe you could have like an uh, stuff related to the you know the environment. Like what what is so just depending on who you are and what your life goals are. 
So that's so that's the the sort of task management. So to basically help help yourself always pick really good things for you, stuff that's really context sensitive for you and to help you have a better life. I think to make it at least to make time bomb work, you'd <laughs> almost have to have a separate interface for it. or not interface, but maybe maybe you'd have to have a physical bomb with a fuse because you could be <laughs> ignoring time bomb, but then you see that fuse is getting really short. <laughs> Okay, that's nice. Um, so then what I was thinking about was this concept of the sort of long-term investing in yourself. Mm. So that, so it's like, as we live our lives, we've got, there's there's the 20,000 foot view, and then there's the like, the right in front of you view. So the tasks are the kind of right in front of you view, but I also find myself wanting something that is, gives me a sense of how like what is the what is the Justin Vincent stock doing? Where's it going? Is it going up or down? And sometimes it's difficult to know that because you you know maybe you're happy with you know where you're living, um, but maybe you think you're happy with your career or certain aspects of your career, but actually you're not. <laughs> you know what I mean? You become more you, you you're not really aware. It's kind of subconscious. So what I I don't exactly know what the interface for this is. I'm just making the point. Yeah. It'd be great to track. It'd be great to track your your overall happiness index somehow. Yeah, or your perception of it. Yeah. that's that's a really interesting thing because I think there's so many times when it's really hard to know how much to trust your own assessment of yourself. Right. Exactly. So I mean, I find I find I have friends who, um, it's so clear that they've they're do, they've been doing something that's really bad for them for 6 months and and that they hate it but they still double down on it and do it and they haven't actually acknowledged the fact that they hate it <laughs> and that they're just not enjoying it and that there would be other things that they could be doing that would be br- making them much happier and bringing them much more rewards um so that's sort of what i'm thinking so i want the somehow i want to to track that index and uh, so you've just got a clearer picture and i'm sorry for sounding so vague about it but it's cuz it's just the problem is in my mind rather than the solution. Yeah. And this is such a wide open kind of app. Like there's so many ways this kind of app can be done. And there's also never like one app that completely owns the market either. Exactly. Like there's always a getting things done one. There's always like a, a really minimal one or lots of minimal ones. Yeah. Well, so I, I guess it's, it's hard to, to brainstorm beyond that because all I've got it for you is like a very big problem that I don't know how to solve. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, I think you'd almost have to make a prototype and use it yourself. And oh yeah, get like for real, sure, I think so. Yeah, real uh, information from it. Yeah, that's a, well, um, that's all I got. Yeah, I'll, I'll be here. I'll be here each week with uh, <laughs> with feedback. <laughs> as long as there's more, as long as there's more input coming in. Yeah. So well, okay. Well, that's that's the end of that brain, brainstorm then. So next is let's take a look at that so next is a deep dive that we've already done so i guess goal setting unless Mm -hmm. you have something else okay i guess goal setting for me is going to be just trying to come up with some maybe this was the goal i set last time was to do at least some mock-ups i wonder i wonder if mock-ups is the right thing to do or if i sort of think maybe what i I might even consider doing is like trying to build the, the landing page and then the landing page. Yeah, the landing page to to try and sell it. And then based off that, maybe 
help me understand what the mock-ups might look like because <laughs> you know i don't know it's interesting it's, it's it's really difficult at this stage it's really difficult it's, it's very uncrystallized i mean maybe maybe i mean that way everyone else will be driving what you make so that might work right the the other i mean the other idea of course is you trying to use it yeah that's that's going to be slower but maybe maybe you'll have something you'll have more something more substantial well, if I do the me trying to use page. it, then I'm going to have to build it even before I do, even before I put it out on on list. and I definitely don't want to do that. So, you know, do you usually not? No, you. I really recommend you shouldn't build anything before you before you build your audience. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you because I mean, like, so we're talking. If we go back to the original mental models that we we spoke about, hyper iteration, keeping things super mm-hmm. fast, learning. You know, this the rate of learning. Um, your rate of learning is really slow if if one of the the time cycles is build something. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think I kind of zeroed in on scratch your own itch, yeah, and and only only halfway um, processed the other ones there. Yeah, at the very least, you'll find out some things other people want, but it's such a nebulous thing because I, I feel like I feel like there's no there's no really central demand from the market in general for this kind of thing. There are just lots of people struggling for a myriad of different reasons and looking for organization and a lot of dissatisfaction and a lot of solutions, but still. But what I'm thinking is invest in yourself, make your life better. Like that's essentially the underlying why of this. Um, So it's, it's not the same as thinking from the perspective of building a tool. I'm, I'm sort of thinking, okay, how can I solve these problems? Always do the right thing. Don't waste your time. Make the right choices. Invest in yourself. Make your life better. Like, bring in step function growth into your life. It, it works on both a, a tiny level about picking each little thing that you do, and it works on a large level about what's your general overall perspective. And there's lots of different strategies and lots of different theories. And, and, some, and sometimes some strategies really work at one time, and other strategies are better at another time. And I don't think, I haven't seen any um, tool that's sort of looking at it that way, you know? So it's, it's like a, a motivation helper. Motiv- it's like organization and motivation helper. Motivation and making right choices. I mean, making good choices. Like, how do you know what the right choice is? You know, so I think training, you know, like articles, you know. Um, like, so for example, a strategy about structured procrastination. I would imagine the Taskflow site having a, a, a post, a blog post about structured procrastination or like an article just explaining it and then linking out, you know, who thinks this is a good strategy and what times this is useful, you know? So it, it's a new way, it's a, it's a way to discover new strategies about what you do, you know? Like ju- the just one big thing strategy. You've, you've heard of that one, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, that some people swear by that strategy alone, just one big thing, just only forget about everything and only work on one thing that that helps all the other things you know and makes your life as good as possible maybe maybe an analogy could be one of like uh those not an analogy but maybe a, a model you could borrow something from would be one of those guided meditation apps where mm. they include content that's it's like teaching you about something and then practices and then more content and then more drills to practice that. So this this would be um, partially a tool 
but but it would be interleaving the components of the tool with content. So you teach about something and then unlock that part of the tool and then teach about something else, then unlock uh, the, that part. Yeah. Um, CrossFit for your tasks, you know, for your for, for what you do. This Yeah, this is interesting because I, I always used to try to avoid anything that was content-based because in some sense it feels like a treadmill. But in another way, I think it adds a lot of value really quickly. Right. And and by by combining the multiple inputs of the the content and the the automation so, or whatever technical tool. It's, yeah. So so it it knows it some it it can understand what where the ta- each task kind of fits because you've kind of ranked it and you've assigned it different tags that you think is good. And then it can guide you through the different strategies that you learn about when to pick the right tasks based on your mood or how much time you've got or that different stuff. And then it can track your growth. So, so for example, one thing I was thinking was, was like, you know, um, revenue. Like, it, like, it's your own dashboard to, you know, it's your own Stripe dashboard to kind of see, oh, this is my growth, you know. This is how much money I'm earning a month. You know, two years later, this is how much. And you've got this, this, this chart, you know, to see, okay, how much mm-hmm. have I grown as an, as an earner, you know? Like, or for example, you know, another one would be weight, you know, you could, you could plug that in there and track that over time. So how, and then somehow it could combine all of those and have the index, the Mark Wilbur index, you know, this is your index Dashboard, going up, yeah. going up over, over time. Or down. But yeah, that sounds, that sounds like a, sounds like a, an interesting thing. So for a V1 would say like the, the first level of depth on each of those big strategies, like. Just to say, like, have one article introducing one and one, um, you know, one way to use the tool with those tasks. Like, do you think that would be enough? I don't know. I, I mean, I, I don't know if it would even have any any content. I think V1 might just be the tool. Um, uh, okay. But, you know, it, and it might get better over time by adding content. V1 might just be the tool with links. Mm-hmm. you know linking to the best couple of articles yeah. about that strategy so you click into a strategy and then it says to learn about this strategy read these these three docs and just that's, links yeah links out yeah that seems that's what i meant actually oh okay right yeah yeah um but then you know bringing it kind of you know over time like the meditation apps you talk about like I, i've seen a few of them and they they've done a great job of bringing the content in-house and like having their own articles and like you know, oh, sure, it's all sure. a fully integrated experience. But, but those are like top um, iPhone store apps. Yeah, yeah. So like the definitely not not where they started. Yeah, I mean, from it might be just worth going back to um, if you don't mind, just going back to the original mind map about this. Um, okay. So this is just really um, talking about the mental models, and mainly this is the founder fit formula. So basically, the reason why I want to work on this is because. I think it can create flywheel revenue. Like the price point's so low, like five to seven bucks. That's a, as you've experienced. That's an amazing price point. Um, you've you've got people subscribing to your content and they're sticking with it, and that's because of the price points are, are low. Um, when when price points go higher, it gets harder and churn gets gets. Bigger. Yeah, I, I never went quite that low, but yeah. yeah. Okay. So so you know that the, I just think that. The other thing is I've had I've had success with Plugio building a tool for consumers. So this is a tool for consumers. And um 
I think this really works with the goals that I want to do. Like I really want to, the same reason I want to build Nugget is I want to make people's lives better if possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, well, I'm I'm uh, looking forward to seeing how it evolves. Okay, and I'm I'm totally happy to guinea pig it. Now, my, uh, oh really? Yeah, that that'd be good. Well, my my current strategy is like I have a zillion notebooks like this, <laughs> and I have big ass text files on a computer, mm-hmm. and I've also got like Workflowy that I I check like once a month. So yeah. okay, and that'd I think I've cool. got a, tre- a dead Trello board out there too. So mm-hmm. yeah, Trello I find so difficult because the the I really like the idea of Kanban's, but the problem with with them that I find is. I have got a shitload of stuff to do, hundreds of tasks. And it just it's just you shove them onto a Trello board, a hundred tasks in your backlog, and it's like, okay, like now there's a hundred tasks. Like and you yeah. forget about them. They you know, it's so difficult to they're not organized. Um so it's I kind used of one yeah. I used one for Alchemist Camp. Or actually mm-hmm. three boards. I had one for development, one for content, and one for ideas. And it was useful. I used it for a few months and it was great. And then kind of what you're talking about happened. I just, I just got, I was adding things faster than I was removing them. Mm-hmm. And then eventually I just kind of declared bankruptcy and quit using it. And that's, that's a big, I mean, I've, and I've experienced that like so many times, like you, you use a management system and then stuff just ends up and then you've got thousands of tickets in there, you know? So how, like, how do you, bring some of those tickets back up in a timely fashion. And that's kind of what the strategy idea is all about, you know, so that, so that you yeah. can sort of, you can feel safe and invested. Okay. This is my, uh, this is my, what I've got to do bank. There's like a thousand things in there, but it's okay because I'll chip away at them, you know, by using different strategies. Yeah. Over time. Well, I, th- I think you also need to just throw some away. Cause it's like, I, I, I read a lot. I, I love reading. I have a long, list of of uh stuff that i want to buy on like my wish list on amazon i have another another list where i'm just watching them see if the price goes down and maybe i'll buy them but the thing is i keep on adding more and more and more to it and even if i'm reading like two books a week or whatever there's still like more interesting things coming out faster than i can read them and eventually it's like you know like I'm not gonna live long enough to read even all the really interesting stuff that came out, uh, say before 2010 that I wanted to read. So at some point I have to just say like, what's the what's the best book in the world for me to be reading today? And you know maybe keep a backlog of some others, but I, I have to like throw away the bottom of the list. That's great. Uh, it should have somehow, I've no idea how it can do this, but it should have like an exit strategy. Like, you know, delete this. <laughs> so you click yeah. it like these, these are the things that you should forget. <laughs> and well, and if it's, and if it's like really good, say like, like in the case of the book analogy, like if it's really good, someone else will recommend it or I'll read a different thing from the author that makes me go, Oh yeah, I want to, what was that other one I didn't get to? So, hmm. um, yeah, I, I think with the with your tasks, your personal tasks, like if you're not getting something done that's important to you, it will come back. Yeah, you, you know, I wonder, I've been wondering in the back of my mind, like, should it be somehow social and, and you be able to kind of cross-reference other people's stuff? And so, for example, what you just said there, let's say you've had a book list on it and somehow 
it either referenced with other users on the system or pulled pulled in from reviews on the internet or something like that like it could help it could help like say oh no no those this is a waste of your time oh yes this is really worth your while yeah well i think the bottom you know the bottom half of most i mean it depends on how much you're putting in the list but yeah the bottom portion of the list is mostly probably never going to get done so it's like do you want to have that that extra weight on you Mm-hmm. Of like thinking about these things that you're not going to do, or do you want to, uh, you know, be able to go full seam on the ones that uh, you you do care the most about? Mm. Yeah, you, um, the accent, the 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 kind of deleting things reminded me of the book called The Dip by Seth Godin. I haven't uh, read that. I want to though. But it's it's a great book, and essentially the the main thesis is that um, you know people who are super successful, um, actually one of their biggest skills is is axing things deleting things and then just focusing on the one thing that's that's really difficult and making it through the dip like the crossing the chasm of just like pain and then just sticking with it and, and he's talking about things like you know lawyers who pass the bar and you know doctors i, I did listen to a podcast where he was talking about the dip a long yeah. time ago um so yeah the the power of saying no yeah so so since you read the book like uh for say alchemist camp I, mm-hmm. I have put in a whole bunch of time where I've earned considerably less than what I would make contracting, but the amount is going up. And I actually, I just got invited to uh, collaborate somehow. I'm not sure yet, like going to work out the details for ElixirConf EU. And like there are more opportunities and things coming from it. So once it gets to the point where the return on my effort in any given week for Alchemist Camp is more than the return on spending that hour contracting or that time contracting would that be getting through would that be through the dip um i don't know if that's if that's like a good correlation i mean um one thing that i think about it is like you're you're not in a sunk cost fallacy situation um, because you've been working on it a long time and because it hasn't been bringing you the rewards. Um, like, I think you're, you're in a potentially flywheel situation where, where it's, it's going to just, it's just super slow and going up. I don't, I don't know if that's what he means about the dip. He's kind okay. of, he's, what he's talking about is he's talking about how things, things that um, are successful are like 10 X more successful than their closest second you know their closest oh, second okay, okay. and and the way that you get there is by just grit and determination and going through the dip and keeping on and even even though it's painful and just 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 work 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 and and, and get through that dip to be the best in your field or one of the best in your field you know that's kind okay. of what he's talking about and he's just giving all the a lot of examples about people who do that and um and and how the best way to get through the dip is by cutting 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 you know and so what just is the the dip is just the struggle to become number it's, one it's the struggle it's the, it's the struggle and it's like it 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 might just be that you know the mo- the most uh the biggest strategy for success is just stick with it <laughs> you know just just stick with it and uh you know give up other stuff and focus on it and get better at it and understand it more and yeah, because my impression, just from the name of the book, it, like along with other stuff I heard, was that there was some component about it where it's like at the beginning, you're always 
investing at a loss and you have to like get past a certain point before it pays off. You know, it's like if you, if you just run like a, a McDonald's franchise for six months, like it will not be a financial success. Mm, I, that that could be true. I mean, that could be true because you know different people take away different things, and maybe I am like I haven't even read mis- it. I'm so. misunderstanding it. But yeah, will now though. But I do think that um, what you're doing with Alchemist Camp is is great. I mean, it's just it's just on that cusp, and you should totally stick with it. Like the mistake that I made with Plugio was because I kind of lost enthusiasm and passion over the five years that I was working on it. I didn't. I should have just kept at it worked on it more it was it was doing well it was a, it was a, it was a flywheel i it could have been much bigger if i just stuck with it it's difficult to, to do something you don't want to do though i would say a corollary of that is don't stop on nugget right exactly yeah no i'm not going to i'm not going to um well because that because task flow is is a is a nugget case study yeah yeah well you explain how yeah how, yeah, like, it's yeah exactly. synergistic yeah I, I get that yeah all right. Well, let me let me uh, share my goals for next yes, time. Yeah. So what I'm planning on is I'm going to finish screencasting uh, the stuff that I did for Reactor. I've got the whole site live viewified. Uh, that's going to be at least two screencasts, maybe 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 three. So that's the number one goal. It's just uh, more more content production that way. I'm going to get this, or not this, but the first episode from Reactor uh, published and actually even put on the domain itself, even if it's not styled that much, even if we're going to get a different logo, like just get it out there. Nice. And then number three is actually put the emails that I've already written into ConvertKit and make that uh, make that intro course fully automated so i'll get people's replies when they say oh, okay here's my code for challenge one but other than that like i won't you know i won't have to uh, send anything out i'll just it'll just be everyone who asks for the course gets it mm-hmm. okay perfect all right I, lo- I listed all those down if you refresh that you'll probably see it all right and exercise well actually the exercise is going to be tough uh <laughs> I, i'm, I'm going to Try to do at least as well as I did this week, but I'm going to Japan in a couple of days. Okay, that always throws things off. That's that's a good that's a good those are good goals. So I will try and um, I'll try and do some mock-ups to describe what I'm think what I'm talking about because it's so freaking nebulous right now. So do um, mock-ups four. Okay, so I'm going to do task input. I'm going to do um, in hap- happiness index. <laughs> and some kind of idea about uh, chart and some kind of idea about how to how to track that um, and 24 hour oh 20, 24 hour hour fast I, I found like evening to evening is the easiest okay say like eat dinner and then just don't eat until dinner the next day yeah I mean I might do I'm like I'm like halfway through it right now, so I might just stick with it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I haven't, I haven't had anything. It's like the easiest goal to achieve ever. <laughs> yeah. Um, just basically don't eat anything till what? Like, when did I eat last night? Eight? Eight or yeah. something? Yeah, so just do another 12 hours. 11 hours. Wow. Good plan. All right. All right, so that's uh, that is it for the week. Yep. 
Okay. Until next time. All right. Bye. See you then. See you. <laughs>